I'm your girl, Latoya Francis, and you're listening to the On My Soapbox podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of the On My Soapbox podcast, the place where I come to be unfiltered and unadulterated on matters that might not be popular or might even bring some opposition. This is my soapbox, and these are the things I am passionate about. This week, I'm on my soapbox, bringing to you my thoughts on having a seat at the table. And I'm not alone this week. I'm joined by one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Jarelli Chambonet. Jarelli, what's up? What's happening? Hey, Latoya. Thanks for having me. This is really exciting. Yeah, man. Spur of the moment. You know how we do. Right, right. Here I thought we were just going to catch up and look at us. Now we're making it official. We're making it official. So yeah, um, the conversation really started. We were having a regular catch up and I just felt like there were some things that we were talking about that it would be good to share on the podcast. So with a little nudge from me, we're now recording this conversation. So yeah, over to you, Jarelli. Well, where should we get started? Yeah, you were telling me about, you know, a situation that you had a couple of weeks ago and you wrote about it on your blog. And then kind of like what your heart has been staring up, like the things that God is staring up in your heart as far as like going all in, not holding back. Yeah, man. Um, so about, I think about three weeks ago now to, mm-hmm. to the date, I was on my way to work, came upon an accident and a young man who I now know his name is Paul Wright was hit by a car trying to get to work and yeah that entire ordeal just for me was a huge uh wake-up call or even I would say just a catalyst for a paradigm shift I think for me it just it woke up this realization that I had been for a long time running from myself running from my capabilities you know keep telling myself that you know I'm not ready for certain things I'm I still need time to do this, time to do that. And having to experience that situation, it was one of those things where I just felt like, okay, there's no more running. Like I literally found myself saying to God, like, you know, I'm done running. I'm ready now. Like whatever you have for me, whatever I'm supposed to be doing with my life, I am now ready to fully be engaged in seeing that happen. Mm -hmm. Right. And yesterday, the 12th of December, I celebrated 16 years of me being a Christian, um, being in a relationship on. with Jesus. That's right? amazing. Yeah. I, like, I feel like when I think about it, I get very emotional. But at the same time, I feel a sense of um, a sense of joy that I can't really put to words. But I felt like yesterday, it was a good day. There were some hiccups here and there, but it was a good day because I felt like by the end of the night, like I just was able to you know, have my own kind of like worship session, prayer mm-hmm. session with God. And what ended up coming out of that was this revelation of, yo, I fully belong to God, Dread. Like, mm. like all flaws, all ambitions, all desires, you know, everything, the good, the bad and the ugly, all of me belongs to God. Right. And I found myself yesterday just like saying, you know, Lord, I want you to be Lord over my life. Like, mm-hmm. and not just like, you know, as Christians, like, you know, we, we, we can be very cliche with that. Right. But really not mean that. Yeah. But I felt like in the moment last night of like the worship and the prayer was this idea of, no, 
I want you to be Lord over every single area of my life. Like nothing now, Lord, is off limits to you. Wow. And, and I felt like when I said that, you know, even moments after that, there was a test or a way for me to see, you know, if I really meant what I said. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, you know, these past three weeks now has just been like this. Like I said, I feel like it's like a paradigm shift. And even as we were talking in our original conversation <laughs> before we started recording the podcast, we're talking yeah. about this idea of, for me, you know, from the moment of Paul's death to then, you know, being able to say on the 12th of December, I celebrated 16 years. And that realization of, you know what, God, I'm ready. Like, whatever you want to do with me, let's do it. I'm yeah. all in, you know? And like from our Anderson days, really, me all always using that hashtag, all or nothing. <laughs> I feel like now more than ever, it's all or nothing. And like I said, today on the soapbox, we're talking about this idea of having a seat at the table. And I feel like the past four weeks, and even let's just say 2020, just to be, I think that the lessons that's becoming clear to me where I'm getting clarity. They're not lessons that just dropped on my lap just yesterday. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. they've been, you know, it's being built up until now. And one of the things was this idea of, I found myself like I would, whenever I'm thinking about, you know, what I'm capable of doing or the things that I want to do, I would find myself trying to like in the Caribbean, we say small up yourself. Like whenever mm-hmm. you're in a tight space where you feel like there isn't enough space for you, you small up yourself to try to mm. make other people fit in. Right. But what, but what I've been getting, like, I guess the revelations that's been coming to me regarding that is that, yo, there's a seat at the table for me, not because of anything good I have done, but because God says there's a seat at the table for me. Yeah. And my responsibility is to accept the seat at the table. And I believe that in our accepting that seat at the table and not necessarily trying to talk down about ourselves or minimize our presence, I feel like Mm -hmm. when we step up and take the seat that's given to us, realizing that it has nothing to do with whether or not we deserve it or not, that this seat has been prepared for me. When I step up and do that, I also give other people, you know, the strength to do the same for themselves. Like like I said, I just feel like the past few weeks has just been this reawakening of this idea that, yo, I don't have to play small to make room for other people. Mm -hmm. I just have to show up and be my full self. And then I feel like that gives people the license to do the same for themselves. That's so well, so well said, because that's one of the things that stood out to me as I was reading one of the devotionals from, from you version. And the ending of it was just this prayer where the author was saying, like, you know, even when we feel fearful and inadequate, you know, God help us to be obedient to everything and really obedient to the calling that you've put in your life, because Obviously, God sees the best in us. He sees our potential. He sees our value. And a lot of times we're the one who are hiding away because the story was about Gideon and how he felt so insecure, so inadequate. And yet God was like, you're the person that I want to use and I'm going to give you victory. And I, it was, I don't know, there's something about that sentence, like, you know, despite of how we feel, because I, many times I do feel fearful and I do feel mm-hmm. inadequate for different reasons. And most of the times it's because I'm being too critical. But it's like, okay, you're right. We're fully accepted. And not only that, but we have to go all in. We definitely have to go all in. Like, what else do we have to lose? This is the only time. We're never going to get, this is the only window that we have to mm-hmm. live this kind of life. Fox. So you're right. And I love what you said um, also at the end where 
when we are ourselves, when we accept ourselves, it does give people permission to be who they need to be too. Like mm-hmm. our, our lives are also an inspiration to others. So yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm loving that. Yeah, like I believe that for us in this season and especially like moving forward into a new year in a, in a mm-hmm. few weeks, I do believe that with what 2020 has brought us, if anything, we should all have perspective of no one knows what tomorrow brings. Mm-hmm. So all we have is what we have, the moment mm-hmm. that we have in front of us. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I feel like there's a responsibility of that mm-hmm. because I think about without being or sounding morbid or anything like that, I think about Paul. Yeah. I'm here. I'm getting to know more about him. One of the things that troubled me the most about that whole situation was the idea that if I wasn't there and I take it very personally. Right. Mm -hmm. But I believe that if I wasn't there, the thing that played on my heart and my mind was, would he have died by himself? Mm. Right. Wow. And the more I get to know him, I get to hear that and learn that, you know, he was a very loving person, a very kind hearted person that he moved here to this Island to help his mother, you know, achieve certain financial goals for their family. And I could just imagine the plans that he had for himself. Yeah. You know, like the plans that he had for 2021. Mm -hmm. And it's this realization that really what we have in front of us is what we have in front of us. And I think a lot of times we spend, don't get me wrong, I'm nicknamed the dreamer, right? So I'm all about big dreams. I'm all about setting goals for things that you want to see happen in the future. I'm all about that. But I'm also about, okay, well, in the moment we're living right now, what are you doing with it? Mm-hmm. how are you choosing to live your life how are you choosing to utilize the seat that you have at the table mm-hmm. because even in conversations I feel like sometimes when you converse with different people you see you, you see people that have the perspective of oh well there's no seat for me at the table so I'm going to create my own table mm. or you know the door is closed so I'm going to kick it down yeah. and I think for me now where I'm at and we, we're all evolving right we're all like changing beings right mm-hmm. but I feel like for where I'm at right now I, the mindset that I have is like yo I'm not gonna spend a lot of energy thinking about who doesn't want me to sit at the table <laughs> because now that I have the revelation now that I have the understanding that yo there's a seat for me at this table I don't care who don't want me at the table from the seat has been prepared for me by the owner of the table so you know what your girl going to do She's going to get up and she's going to go take her seat proudly and diligently. Right. I want to ask you, practically, what does that look like for you when you feel like, yeah, to take the seat at the table? That means, right, because I'm an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something that's in my blood on both sides. So that means that the business ideas that I have, that sometimes I, I fall into the lie, the trap, believing that oh, I can't do that because I can't do that because, you know, like, because I'm Mm -hmm. either not good enough or I don't have enough money or I don't know the right people. But now that I know that God has said to me that, listen, I have prepared a place for you in the midst of your enemies. Mm -hmm. Even I think is in Ephesians where he says, listen, you are now seated in heavenly places. Right. There is a understanding that I feel that I'm getting now. It's just like, yo, it practically means that if I have an idea and if I feel like I need to go and pitch it to someone that I may deem as far outside my league, 
the fact mm-hmm. that I know that I have a seat at the table, it gives me the courage that I need and the boldness that I need to have that conversation, even when I'm shaking in my boots from fear. Yeah. Because it's a right, without feeling, without sounding entitled, as a Christian, and, I, and, and as you guys who've been listening to this podcast, you know that my faith is a cornerstone of who I am, right? As a Christian, I have a, a firm conviction that God has prepared things for me. Mm-hmm. And I think before, like I said, I was at this place where I kept like, talking myself out of accepting the blessings, mm-hmm. talking myself, telling myself why I don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like yesterday in that prayer time and God was just like reminding me that I fully belong to him. And mm-hmm. a good father, when you go to a good father with anything, any dream, any plan and any issue. A good father is going to make provisions for you, whether it means his time to hear you out and provide guidance or whether it means aligning you in a path that leads you to victory, that leads you to success. Yeah. You know, and so for me, practically, that means when I have a presentation at work and I feel like, oh, well, I'm the most junior staff. It's now realizing actually that doesn't matter. Because the fact that I'm having to do this presentation, it means that there's a value that I have to add and a space has been created for me to add that value. So my responsibility is not for who thinks that I'm not worthy to speak. My responsibility Mm -hmm. is to show up and add value, to get prepared and come prepared to get the best presentation that I can possibly give in my power, you know? Mm, And I think it's, it's this idea of stop putting excuses on the table of why you can't do it and just kind of think about the fact that you've been given an opportunity like we sang a song in church today that says i'm like summarizing it it's this idea Mm -hmm. that if i'm not dead that means god's not done with me yet (laughs) that's so good that's so good Mm -hmm. yeah i think the i've heard the saying said like as long as you have breath in your lungs there is still hope so Ah, yeah we definitely can't yeah, you're right. And I love that you mentioned like the practical side of things, because I know for me, sometimes I'm looking for like this big thing that I can do for God when in reality, it's like the everyday moment mm-hmm. where I see him come through. Like it's, Work is a great example, you know, trusting to get the right ideas or to be able to, you know, when I feel inadequate, making sure that I'm leaning on his wisdom and things like that. So, and even other situations it's like relationships and everything there's this sense of god has given us everything we need i mm-hmm. think it's in first peter you know to live this life i think it specifically says to live a godly life yeah and i believe that living a godly life is not just about doing good things and not doing bad things but it means to really walking out in the calling that he's put in us and i would even say too a lot of the times we're our worst critics, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is nothing profound or new, but we tend to be our worst critics. So learning, I think part of that too, is like accepting or taking my seat at the table means I'm not going to stop myself from doing the things that I'm called to do because I'm believing some kind of lies or because I'm putting this negative, I'm thinking negative thoughts or even just being critical towards myself. Sometimes I can trip myself up more than maybe other people can. Mm -hmm. I feel like I get more encouraged by others than I get encouraged by myself. And I need to be a better, you know, better encourager for myself. And that's what it looks like to me, like saying, you know what, maybe I do feel this way. Or maybe, you know, I'm just not being very thoughtful in the way that I'm approaching life. But I definitely think that 
there are practical things that we could be doing. And I think when it comes to taking that seat at the table, mm-hmm. and I think for me, before even thinking about any table that the world provides for me, it's important for me to realize that my heavenly father has provided me a seat at a table. He's created a table for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think when I'm able to take my position there, then I can manifest that in the physical, mm. you know? So I do think it's first being willing to accept that Christ died so that we can have life and life more abundantly. Yeah. And realizing that when we say life more abundantly, there's no mediocrity there. Mm-hmm. So if I am willing to pursue mediocre living, then I have not accepted the life that Christ has died for me to have. Mm-hmm. Because I believe that once I accept that and realize that there's no mediocrity there, that translates over into my physical life. That translates over into my creative life, into my work life, into my you know, friendships and family life. Mm-hmm. And just like we said early on, having a seat at the table means that you don't have to small up yourself. And like I said, that's a Caribbean saying of smalling up yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Having a seat at the table means that you can show up as who you are fully and completely. And yeah. that doesn't take away from someone else doing the same thing. Yeah. In fact, it gives other people courage and license to pursue that. Yeah. So good. You know, and I think if we want to get even going back to even more basics, it really starts from a mindset level. Mm-hmm. because if you are caught in the light if i am caught in the light that i don't deserve it that i don't belong then i'm already defeated oh 100 percent, 100 yeah no this is really important because there are some things that i hear and it's always good to be reminded of those truths i think what we're talking about it's not like we haven't heard things like this before But it's so easy to get caught up in the lie that the enemy puts in front of you. Like, oh, yeah, you aren't good enough. Or, yeah, you need to work extra hard. Oh, and that's something else that has been been speaking to me, like, in my devotionals, which is I'm listening to this book by E.M. Bounds called Abiding Christ. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he emphasizes over and over again is just that, like, abiding just means that, like, you simply rest in Mm -hmm. who God is and what he has already done. And you don't, oh, sorry, it's not Ian Bounce, it's Andrew Murray. And he just kept saying, like, a lot of times we don't have a hard time accepting um, Jesus into our lives. You know, we say the prayer and by faith, we believe that we have been saved. But it's what follows that where we make it complicated. We feel like we have to be doing a lot of things. And I get it. To some extent, like, we want to show our gratitude. But sometimes in that desire, we tend to lose sight of things and then it becomes all about us and what we can do and if you're anything like me Mm -hmm. you measure your your value sometimes based on what you do and if you feel like you're not doing good enough then you feel like you're not worthy enough to be at that table yes (laughs) or that you have to work extra hard to somehow get to a specific place and um yeah learning to recognize that jesus is the one who's doing the work Mm -hmm. we're here to receive and out of receiving we can give up Fox, big so. Fox. I mean, I feel like, yeah, you, <laughs> you said it all. You said it all. I don't know if I have, have anything to add to that. Um, but I just think to wrap up this time, I do just want to encourage whoever ends up listening to this podcast as you're listening that whatever you may be, whatever the hindrance for you 
the thing that has stopped you from taking up your position at that table we just want you to know that the seat is there for you you just have to choose to sit in it and like Jirali just said the heavy lifting is already done the table has already been built the chairs have already been placed and your name like there's a name tag there with your name on it and you just have to decide to say yes to it yeah yes uh, like I said on the 12th of December celebrated 16 years of following Christ and I don't know if other people celebrate their um <laughs> their walk but for me I'm not married yet. I don't have a significant other just yet either. But for me, this is the best yes that I can ever say. Mm-hmm. And I think that even when, you know, God does bring someone into my life and they ask me for my hand in marriage and I do say yes, it still won't compare to this yes. Right. You know? And right. so for, for me, I feel like even saying yes to Christ is me saying yes to my seat at the table. Mm. You know, so whatever it is that you may be struggling with, feeling that you're not worthy, you're not, you don't deserve it. It has nothing to do with whether or not you deserve it or whether or not you're worthy. It's been prepared for you. And I think even as I thought about this today, the fact that it has been prepared for me, that definitely outweighs any mindset that I have on whether or not I deserve it. Because if God has prepared it, it means that I deserve it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I have to then see myself through his eyes and not my yeah. own. Because he's able to see me as holy me. Mm-hmm. H-O-L-Y and W-H-O-L-L-Y. I think that's how you spell the other whole. <laughs> both of those. <laughs> both of those. God's able to see you in both ways. And he yeah. doesn't have any biases. He sees you as you are and he loves you. And so for me, it's really important that we stand on our soapbox today and say, yo, forget what anybody else has said. You have a seat at the table. Rise up, pull out the chair, mm-hmm. sit down. And that's all we got, folks. <laughs> so good. Such a good word. Take your seat. Thank you for listening to the On My Soapbox podcast. I'm your girl, Latoya Francis. Until next time, stand for something or fall for anything.